Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. (laughs) It's okay, just get the laughter out. (laughs) Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I have my wonderful friend Joe here with me. Hello. <laughs> Can you tell I'm nervous? <laughs> oh my goodness. To be fair, but I do feel a little bit nervous as well because, well, first, like I was just saying to you, I don't do these podcasts in person. So yeah. I feel like I have to like stare, stare at you. At me, yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm talking to you. But also, like, we're talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it feels very unnatural, but it shouldn't because yeah, yeah. we talk all the time. Yeah. Joe. That was the chair. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> I was fear came true. <laughs> I won't be editing that out. <laughs> Joe is here with me today, obviously. <laughs> she is, how many weeks pregnant are you? Oh my goodness, 22. 22 weeks pregnant yes. with her second. Yeah. She does have a voice, so why yes. don't you? <laughs> why don't you take it from here? Um, that's it, really. Yeah, twenty-two weeks pregnant. We just found out that it's a boy, and we were oh, so shocked, so much so that Jack and I—that's my husband—that's weird to say. We only got married in August. Um, <laughs> yeah, we laughed nervously when yeah. when our sonographer said, "Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, a boy. It's definitely a boy." And I was like, "Oh my, what?" Because we were sure it was a girl because. This pregnancy is just the opposite to Freddie, which is my two-year-old. Polar opposite. So much more hormonal. The shape of my bump. Being sick every day. I was even sick this morning. I'm I'm 22 weeks. I thought it would be better by now. Have you felt hormonal? When you say I was so much more hormonal Mm. or I am so much more hormonal, do you just feel it in yourself or has Jack said anything to you? Oh, yeah. Jack likes to remind me every day. (laughs) I'm sure if he could, he would say are you on your period? But obviously I'm not because I'm pregnant. But that's definitely a question he would ask. Oh, that annoys me. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it's your fault. <laughs> but I feel like we should have a right. Yeah. Just, yes, yeah. I am on my period. It does affect us. Yeah, like, for sure. Absolutely. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> except you're wrong. I'm right. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. How are you feeling about having number two on the way? I'm so excited. I really am so excited. My pregnancy is entirely different from last time because I it was um, I was ten weeks pregnant when we went into lockdown for COVID. Mm. Um, so and back then it was very unsure about how it would affect pregnant women and the fetus. Um, so I work in a primary school. They stopped me from working immediately. So I was working from home. And when I say working from home, I wasn't doing very much at all. I was sat on my laptop just kind of talking to parents really and sending videos to children and stuff which I loved um but I was you know I was having a little nap during the day yeah. I was <laughs> just chilling doing a bit of housework um not going out anywhere it was very relaxed also isolating um but this time's a whirlwind I've got a two-year-old I'm currently working two days a week and life is just so different yeah do you find it did you find the last pregnancy easier um no 
because um, I miscarried before Freddie. Yeah. Um, so that was September. September 2019, we miscarried. And then come January, which isn't long at all, what, three months, four yeah, months? Yeah. Um, I found out I was pregnant and it felt like a lifetime. It honestly felt like years because I was so desperate. We were so desperate to get yeah. pregnant again. Um, yeah, so the whole pregnancy, once I had found out, was really difficult. I wasn't in a very good headspace. Um, I'm currently now on sertraline, which is like antidepressant anxiety medication, which really helped level me out. And before that, uh, that was once Freddie was born because I did suffer with postnatal rage. Is that what they called it? Yeah, so it's not actually, um, I'm going off on a tangent now. No, but, but I'm so interested. Yeah, so what I had a, a nurse that would come and visit me for my own mental health once Freddie was born. She was godsend. I don't know how I would have got through anything without her. And, um, she, I kept telling her about these things and stuff, and yeah, she, she kind of. Can I through. ask what things you're telling her about? Yeah, so um, I'm angry, literally anger. So I've always been that. Always seems to be my go-to emotion. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah rage, just full-on rage. <laughs> and bless Jack, he does find that difficult to deal with. As he said to me in the past, if I if he walks in from work and I'm sad he knows how to comfort that mm. if he walks in and I'm angry instantly at him mm. he feels on the defense so then we battle when actually all I need is a hug but how can you hug someone that's shouting at you and we've spoken about that before yeah. haven't we because George and I we struggle with the same thing and although I understand their point of view you're wrong <laughs> yeah yeah just hug me just love me no matter what state I'm in but yeah going back so the uh, nurse did say that postnatal depression is the thing that we all hear about and mm -hmm. we've heard about but that is an umbrella term. And then off that is, are a different sections, I guess. And mine was funneled into postnatal rage because that is how I would express myself. So I actually remember, and it's the point, I think, that I knew that I needed maybe some medication to help me or something more to help because I was having counselling. I was mm -hmm. you know, trying to do everything I could to be in the right mindset, to be the best mum that I could, all of these things. And um, I was in the, it was, I don't know, 3 a.m. cluster feeds, Breastfeeding was so much harder than I ever imagined it would be. So much harder. The most rewarding thing, I'm actually so excited to do it this time. And I'm very aware that, again, it's not going to be plain sailing and it may not happen as it did last time. I was really lucky to be able to until he was 16 months old. Mm. So, yeah, but I'm excited to give it a try. And I think knowing what's coming and knowing that there's a, I'm going to get over a hill will help the process with breastfeeding, definitely. I had no idea that breastfeeding would be so difficult. Um, I was exhausted because I had such a long birth. I was in hospital for nearly a week, in labour for three days. It was a very long labour. So I was exhausted before I even had the baby. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was in the uh, in the nursery, in the rocking chair, um, nursing Freddie or trying. And I'd been awake for three hours straight. He was going from one breast to the other, one breast to the other. I was sore. I was tired. I was emotional because this was like, I don't know, day five. So that's where it all, it all comes flooding out. Jack was in bed and he heard me slap my knee. Well, he heard me slap. Mm. He came running in the room and he thought I'd hit Freddie. And that wow. was a huge turning point for me. I was like, okay, not because I'd hit him. I hadn't, obviously. I'd hit my knee because I was like, ah, so frustrated. But the fact that Jack thought that I was capable of hurting Freddie mm. just oh my god the emotions and and the next day I rang my nurse and and you know I made the appointment with the doctor and she got me on some medication because I was ready to accept it even though I had been offered it before long for a long time but even before pregnancy and as a child I have always struggled with 
uh, anger issues and emotional states. I always said no because there is that what's the shame. Word? Shame, yeah. There's mm. that a, around medication. It's like wrong with me. I'm crazy. I'm you know I'm not depressed. I'm happy. I'm fine. A hundred percent. Which isn't part of it. You can be as happy as Larry. Um, who's Larry, by the way? You can be as happy. <laughs> I want to meet him. You can be so happy, uh, but yeah, be depressed or you're anxious or need just need help. And I had someone explain to me really scientifically how it actually works. So sertraline was. Don't quote me on this because it may not be medically correct, but this is how it was explained to me is that sertraline would is a fake version of the hormone that I should be creating myself and my body isn't doing that. It's not because I'm crazy or because I'm not a good mum or I can't do anything. It's it's actually scientifically, my body physically isn't making it. So it's not able I'm not able to cope with things that other people are able to cope with so um yeah so then after a while what your body does is go oh this hormones you want it do you because you're giving it to me and then it will start producing it for you uh, and it just kind of is it help your body know that you want this hormone yes um, supply and demand yeah yeah and to be fair actually I remember and I remember this so clearly and it's funny how sometimes you can like exactly pinpoint exactly where you were in time mm-hmm. when something happened and I was walking Magnus and you called me and you literally just called me to say, by the way, it's okay if you decide that you might want to have some medication. I obviously had spoken to you about mm. not feeling the best and you had explained it to me just like you've explained it to us now about the medication because you knew how like against it I was. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, Mackley, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. Mm. It's literally like there's a chemical imbalance yeah. in your brain. And the only thing, if that's it, maybe it's not, but if that is it, the only thing that can help fix it maybe not the only thing but it would really like help it you know quicken the process so to speak yeah would be to go on you know an antidepressant um yeah I remember you telling me well I feel like if our hair wasn't growing or we were missing hair or it was falling out we would go straight to the shop and buy some hair supplements no no worries about it no thoughts and it's exactly the same thing. That's so interesting. I've never thought about it like yeah, that. Yeah, we would. Without, or we go and buy creams that help our skin look supple rather than dry because yeah. our body isn't producing whatever it is to make our skin supple itself. Yeah. So that's how, and, and it, it literally was a light bulb moment when as soon as I heard it explained like that, I was like, what am I doing to myself? I'm, I'm trying so hard to fix it myself, which I think... I don't know. As a mum, you feel like you should fix everything yourself. 100%. Um, but as a human in general, as a human, yeah. Um, I feel, but then even more as a mum because there is that pressure. Yeah. You know, there's the phrases like "mum's no best" yeah. or yeah. "mum's instinct" or mm. you know, mums get put on this pedestal, this romanticized pedestal, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you're at rock bottom. In, yeah, and in charge. <laughs> yeah. And you feel like you just feel so much pressure that it's your fault and that you should be at the top, even though you don't feel like you're at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, at the risk of putting something in your head that maybe isn't there, I I mean, I assume it's obviously fine because otherwise doctors wouldn't say, but, um, can your antidepressants affect your pregnancy? It's funny you say that. I was talking to my friend yesterday about it, um, because, because it is actually very common, sertraline or any medication, but I think sertraline is the most common because it is safe. It's the one that is recorded to be safe for pregnancy and breastfeeding. Um, so yeah, it's very common. So I know a lot of people that are on it. There really is no shame. Um, but yeah, so I found out um, at my first midwife appointment, because obviously it was part of my conversation. I was taking this medication. She asked me, are you taking any medication? Um, and the one thing she said, first of all, 
do not stop taking it because it's much better for you to take it and be in the place that you're in and not take it and be in a worse place whilst you're pregnant, when you're having a baby, all of these things. Yeah, stress does unbelievable things to the body. Exactly. My mum, when my mum was pregnant with me, my mum's a smoker, mm. and when my mum was pregnant with me, I'm sure no doctors would say this now, but she was struggling to quit smoking because she was quite stressed. The doctor literally said, you're better off having mm. the odd cigarette and lowering your levels of stress yeah. than quitting smoking 100% and your stress level, your cortisol levels just yep. spike up. Yeah, It's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. It's mad, yeah. Um, but the only thing that she did say, because it's not strong enough, the medication, the drug or whatever, to get through or affect the baby in any way. There's been no record of that. The only thing is... And this is more of a protocol, as they have a lot in hospitals, all these, you know, rules and things. They will have to keep me in, I'm not sure if it's 24 or 48 hours after the baby's born, um, for withdrawal. So, and she said again. Wow. Yeah, so surprised. I was so... Like, his withdrawal? Yes. So, because the baby would withdrawing, because it will no longer be having the sertraline that I am putting into my body. Wow. Because traces will go through. Of course. Yeah. Um, which, apparently, are completely safe. And, um, yeah, so... And at first I was like, straight away, instant guilt. I was like, oh my God. And I said to her, should I like reduce it? Should yeah. I come off it? She was like, no, like you were in a good place. This is the best place to be. Wow. And I, she said, I can confirm that there have been no, there's no evidence that a baby has ever had any significant withdrawal symptoms from sertraline um, or, you know, antidepressants or whatever, but it's, it's protocol. The mother is having some sort of drug, so they have to keep it in to monitor jitters you know things like that feeding and I and I came away and obviously I was anxious mm -hmm. um but I think I kind of looked at it as a blessing because I do have Freddie at home um and as much as I would want to get home to Freddie and I know that this will make me stay mm. in hospital to establish breastfeeding if I can and to rest and get that time to bond with the baby before I go back to the real world to life at home with as much as you know, people say, oh, you rest and stuff, you don't. You've got, if there's laundry on the floor or, you know, Freddie needs a bath or whatever, you just pick up where you left off and you have to. Yeah, 100%. I feel like you barely get time to rest when you're a first-time mum. Yeah. But actually, I've just realised, thinking about it, you won't get that bubble. No, there's no bubble. It would be a bubble wow. with Freddie, but it's a different kind of bubble. Can I just also say, I remember when you were a first-time mum, I think I met Isla when she was, I don't know what, Three days, four days old. Yeah. Quite early on. I came round, first time mum, here's me, bringing chocolates and being kind. And you'd made a homemade quiche. <laughs> <laughs> you got up off the sofa in your bubble and you, and you made a homemade quiche for your visitors. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Um, it's funny because in hindsight, I wish I hadn't done so much. And the quiche is fine, but... <laughs> It's not about the quiche. There was so much more in that quiche. Um, I was just getting a bit restless. Yeah. I was just getting a bit restless. And I think also, I don't know, I was like... You felt good. I felt so good. Yeah. I'd had a great pregnancy. I'd had a good birth. Yeah. I felt so good. I was like, people, come to my home. I'm a mum now. Yeah, exactly. Come to my home. Yeah. I bake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like quiche. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, in hindsight, there are a few people that I wish that we had encouraged to just postpone the meeting yeah. of the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
for for our bubble, but also to keep that excitement going for a little yeah, bit longer because definitely. that's a huge drop. Huge. People when, don't don't think of that when they come and visit you. Oh my god, I want to see the baby. They've seen the baby and bye bye. Yeah, yeah. I don't see you again for a while, and it's not <laughs> no one's fault. Everyone's got life to go back to, but then you're left. No mm-hmm. one cares about a newborn anymore because they've seen it already, and then your husband, partner, whatever, goes back to work. Mm. And no, you have no visitors anymore. <laughs> and you're on your own. <laughs> and there's, there's quiche left over. No one's coming for quiche anymore. <laughs> it's so true. And it's like, people just assume, like, they've seen the baby. You're okay. You're a mum. You're a mum now. You know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People just assume that oh, she'll you're be fine. Busy. You've got stuff to do. Yeah, you don't want me coming around. <laughs> Come around, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Visit me. laughs> yeah. Does Jack get, like, he must get good paternity leave or normal paternity leave? So he has a week full term. To confirm Jack, um, Joe's husband is a policeman. Yeah. Um, he gets a week full full pay, um, two weeks half pay, and then, um, and that's it. So, but what he does is take one week full pay and then save up two weeks holiday. So he will have three weeks off with us together. Nice. Yeah, and we're, we're lucky to be able to do that because some people can't have that at all. And actually, if we didn't, uh, Freddie and I... Freddie was five days old before he actually came home. So Jack missed that entire first week. Mm. And it's so important. And again, like I say, it was COVID. So he was only allowed in for an hour a day. Crazy. Yeah, which was insane. It's not good for the father, the baby, the mum. Like, I just needed someone to take him so I could sleep. And yeah, it was horrific. George has a colleague who is... Oh my gosh, I actually think today. Is today Tuesday? Yeah. Yes. 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Galentine's Day. Yeah. Um... Today, she's having a C-section, and the law is that she only that her partner, so the guy who George works with, he only gets two weeks paternity leave, but she's had a C-section. She's six weeks bed rest. Oh, my gosh. What the fuck do you do with that? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is so ridiculous. Um, anyway. Yeah, she can't drive. She can't do anything, go anywhere. No. But then they always throw in the clause, you can lift as heavy as the baby. That's what they say. But do you lift the baby? What? Because when you do to a certain extent, but then you're also, most of the time you're sat down, it's like propped up on a pillow. Mm-hmm. You use I use my pregnancy pillow loads yeah, yeah, after absolutely. having Isla. You know, or it's in the, you know, what's it called? The basket thing. Yeah. Um, I think some people don't realise that C-section, oh, oh, you're having natural birth, you're having a C-section. But C-section is major surgery yeah like it, it major surgery yeah, it's not yeah, keyhole yeah. surgery it's not it's major surgery you're going through all of that muscle all those it's major surgery but because it is off it common people mm-hmm. have it a lot people i guess dumb it down don't and i think also because some people choose to have it it is something that you can choose to have yeah. i do think that the severity of it um mm. is yeah lessened lessened yeah. exactly yeah how are you feeling about being a mom of two I'm excited. Yeah. I am really excited. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we were sure it was going to be a girl. Um, oh, my gosh, as if we were talking about that. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Um, um, no, I meant, like, just now, this whole conversation. Yeah. Like, we've just gone off into a tangent. For yeah, we have. Because now that's we come what back I meant, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so, and, and I hate being that person. I really didn't mind what it was, boy or girl, but I genuinely didn't. I came out when we found out it was a boy. I did say to Jack, how do we actually feel? Like, are you gutted? Are you happy? And genuinely, I was so excited for the scan to find out. Uh, we found out with Freddie as well. I know some people love to wait 
but we can't. No, no. <laughs> if we've got the option to find out, I'm finding out. Yeah, way too controlling. Yeah, and um, I want to prepare, you know. I want to mm. buy those cute little things. And, um, yeah, so when we found out, I w- going to the appointment, I was so excited because I genuinely didn't mind what it was. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know. And I wasn't disappointed when she said it was a boy because I thought it was a girl. But I was I was excited. I think if she said it was a girl, I'd be like, oh, my God, I've got one of each. I've got my little boy. I've got my mm-hmm. little girl. Because she says a boy, I thought, oh, my God, I'm so excited. Freddie's got a little brother. I've got my two boys. I'm a boy mum. And that is very much how I see myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have a girl. You know, I don't know if we'll have any more. We'll mm. see how this one goes. You're definitely trying for number three. Let's, uh, let's take one one at a time. But yeah, um, I see myself as a boy mum. Also, there's that expectation. People are like, oh, what are you having? And you say the gender and everyone's like, are you happy? And it's yeah. like, Especially yeah? with your second because they expect you to want the other. Exactly. Yeah. And you feel bad if you're like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you should be screaming from the rooftops like, yeah. I'm having another boy. Like, no. I'm, like, I've had... The problem is I do feel bad for the second child often because... And I'm sorry, Joe, your third child. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I feel bad because everything's just, you've done it. You've done it already. Yeah, I already feel guilty. 22 weeks in, and if you look back at when I was pregnant with Freddie, um, he's got two whole books of my pregnancy. (laughs) Two whole photo books. There's pictures of my bump, me posing nicely. There's pictures of... uh, my, my dog, Max, sniffing my belly. Oh, There's bless. all kinds. This baby don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> bless. But I think it's it was less about the bump, I guess, and more about you. my first time being mm-hmm. pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. So this is another thing that you're saying how excited I am to have number two. Um, so excited. But there is a part of me that is anxious and I'm not sure how or if I'll ever get over it because... Jack and I love Freddie so much. I, I almost said too much there, but that's not you cannot live, love a baby too much. But we are smothering. Yeah. <laughs> we are absolutely smothering. He does anything. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> and oh my god, he's the best thing in the world. Like I swear, I you know, other people are like, Oh, your your kid's so cute, my kid don't do that. No, my kid's the best. <laughs> Freddie's the best, he's the cutest. Like, honestly, I, I genuinely think that. We love him so much and we want to be with him all the time. And we love each other so much and we can do things, you know, just the two of us. But we don't want to. We just yeah. want to be near him all the time. <laughs> you make me sick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will just say, he does annoy me as well. I mean, I am around him 24-7, so I get there too. But, yeah, no, I love him so much. And yeah, as soon yeah. as I'm away, I, I miss him and I can't wait to get back to him. And because of that... yeah. I'm worried that, like you said before, this poor child doesn't get the same as what Freddie does. I feel the opposite. I'm like, this child is going to take Fred's love away. So I'm struggling with the whole, when we discussed having another baby, we always knew we wanted more. I didn't want one only child. I didn't want Freddie to grow up and when we've passed away, be on his own. Um, And I want that family unit, you know? 100%, yeah. But I... We genuinely did think about Freddie because we love him so much. We don't want to take any of his love away. Everyone (laughs) tells me it's not like that. It's like you gain a whole new love. And I understand it now that I've had Freddie because I used to feel like like that about Jack. (laughs) (laughs) That I loved him and I would do anything. I still would do anything for him, but he was number one. He's but Jack. I'm sorry. Partners are now number two. Yeah, I think they are. children stay on par with each other. Yes, partners do come down. But what, I, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that when Freddie was born, it genuinely was like a a whole new heart mm-hmm. was given to me. Yeah, 
so it's a, it is a whole new love. So I'm kind of listening to people telling me that and remembering that with Freddie and thinking, okay, I'm going to have a whole, I'm going to have two. I'll have two hearts. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I yeah. love that thought. I won't have to split my love. Freddie will still have as much as he has now, but I'll have more love to give to some, to another child. Yeah. And you sent me a video, and I'd seen it already because I have said this to you a few times. It is my worry um, of someone on Instagram uh, having another child posting a video saying that actually she was nervous, and what she found was she found new things to love about the first child because they were loving the new child. Okay. And I'm excited for that, and I think that's where I am now. I've got over that initial, oh my God, Freddie! Yeah, and I'm ready and excited. I'm going to go back a little bit because, so did you feel that, that new heart, that new love instantly with Fred? Wow. Okay. Because then (laughs) I'm curious to know where your rage was coming from. Yes. No. Um, so that wasn't straight away. No, I did not feel that at all. In fact, the opposite. I, um, I remember my good friend Keely telling me, uh, before I had the baby, don't worry if you don't love Mm. the baby. And that stayed in my mind. And I never even no way that's not going to happen to me I can't wait for this baby to be born I'm going to love it it's going to be perfect and he was born I was three days into labour I had a a horrific labour ended up in surgery Um, I didn't have a c-section but he was pulled out um, and I was in pain I was in pain I was tired and then this thing was given to me and he was nine pounds two and he was huge and I just remember seeing him come up over my legs and thinking what the hell is that crying because I'd lived I'd survived he was alive so it was definitely a relief but then once Jack had had to go because that was an hour late he was gone I was left in the hospital with this baby crying I didn't know what I was doing with my boobs at all (laughs) I was trying but nothing was happening in terms of breastfeeding yeah breastfeeding yeah I don't know what I was doing, breastfeeding. The midwives were trying to get me up and have a shower, and I was just like, leave me alone. I want to wallow in my pit. Um, Yeah, just let me smell. And yeah, and, and no, I didn't love him. And um, it got to day two. I was still in hospital. Um, I There were lots of different things. It's a whole other story. I, I was had to stay in for, and they were doing some uh, investigations. Yeah, yeah. So I had to stay in, and um, there was actually, I work in a primary school, as I said. There was a mum of some children. That work uh, that go to our school. She's a midwife at the hospital. She didn't. I didn't see her until the second day in the labour ward, and then um, she walked in, and I walked over to her, fell to my knees, gave her Freddie, and I just started crying. Mm. She took him away, and I slept for two hours, mm. and that's what I needed. And I remember feeling the guilt of I don't care where she takes him. Yeah. I didn't care. I knew he was in safe hands. I'm not a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even but the thing is, yeah, even if. You genuinely didn't care, like yeah. that's also okay. Yeah. Because yeah. unfortunately, like that does happen to yeah. some people. For sure. Like you're in, it's the, I feel like, for me anyway, it's definitely the biggest and most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And then all of a sudden, I have to look after a whole new human being yeah, that can't yeah, do yeah. anything for itself. No, no. And I wanted to sleep and I wanted yeah, someone yeah. to look after me. Um, so I didn't love it. I resented him. I really did. And I keep saying it because I don't see it now as the same mm-hmm. thing. It's almost like Freddie came after. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. So then, to me, it was it. It was a thing. It was this, what is this that's stopping me from getting healing? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, I returned home because by that point, I just wanted to be home. I was five days uh, in hospital. Um, Freddie was jaundiced as well. 
so we were struggling with that and he started to become a bit more yellow I took him back up to the midwife center which is where I had all my appointments which is like um what's that program the midwife program called called midwives it's like something out of that era it's beautiful it's lovely it's midwife led I couldn't unfortunately have Freddie there so um Went back up there the next day and I, again, fell to my knees crying. I don't know what I'm doing. He's not latching on. He's jaundiced. He's getting more yellow. He's got, his eyes are yellow. They checked him with the billy gun, which is to check the jaundice. He was fine. He was actually Mm -hmm. fine. But they took me in. They took me in. It wasn't anything to do with Freddie. She said, tell your husband to go home, get clothes. You're staying here. She gave me pie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I accept. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she did a home cooked meal. Proper. Take me in, please. Yeah, literally, <laughs> uh, like a nan's home cooked meal. You know. Wow. She she made me have a shower. She said, "I've got this." She had Freddie. I had a shower. I stayed there for a night. I wish I could have stayed longer. <laughs> and uh, they established breastfeeding with me. They came to me every hour through the night. Wow. Um, and they saved my life. Yeah. And Freddie. They yeah. and and that is when I began to bond with him. Okay. Yeah. Day three, four. Six, six. But still, that was that's that's the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I began to love this thing, but I probably didn't get over. I mean, postnatal rage, depression never goes away. Um, it's there. I agree. You have to you have to work with it every day. But I agree. Um, in terms of me loving Freddie, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I smother him, I suffocate yeah. him. <laughs> you do love you love him so much. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and um, which is amazing now when I talk about that story. That is where you can be you know um and I agree I've spoken about my postpartum depression I mean mine was much later down the line mm, mine was yes. completely yours the opposite delayed. you were like oh wow this is a lovely I yeah, had, yeah I was loving my little life yeah. in my bubble with my newborn and then all of a sudden I was like Ugh. right she's still here yeah. <laughs> what do I do now like this is actually my life and yeah. I just couldn't accept that yeah. uh, and change. which that, that's all fine but why does that not feel fine? Yeah. No matter how many times we say to each other and to our friends and on podcasts and yeah, hear yeah. it around, that's fine. But it's not fine. I also think, like, for example, you wouldn't have told me the the darkest places that your head was going to when you were with Freddie because you might have said, yeah, it's a hard day, mm. but we do sugarcoat things. Mm. And also, one, I probably wouldn't have understood because I hadn't had eyelid by that no. point. No. So I wouldn't have gotten it. I actually remember you saying, and again, no judgment to you at no, all. No, 100%. But I remember you saying to me, and I was probably saying that I was struggling, but sugarcoating it. Just, oh yeah, I was just tired. You yeah. know, you'd say that, I'm just tired. You go and have a bath, Joe. Go and do this, go and do that. You're, you've got to have some time for yourself. And I remember hearing that and thinking, obviously, like, she's caring for me. That's what you, you're trying to help me. But almost being like, you don't know. Like, yeah, I yeah, can't. Yeah. I can't just go and have a bath. I can't just look after myself. And and then I remember you sat coming to me afterwards and being like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> because I had no idea. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. You just, and that's the thing, like, you just don't realise until you're in it. Yeah. How just the severity of just the overwhelm in the yeah. brain. The emotions that you feel like you've never felt them before. All at once. And the thing is, is that like, yeah. and you feel like a contradiction because you're like, I love my child, but I'm tired. Mm. I want to be with them, but also I need a bit of time to myself. Oh, my partner's pissing me off, but I love him so much. And this is the best time of my life, but also yeah. I'm so anxious. And yeah, yeah. it's every, it literally is ev- everything. And every day. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, um, not, every single day is like yeah. that. <laughs> it's not, oh, I'm having a bad day. No, every day you have to fight with those emotions, those thoughts and choices. It's always choices. I don't want to choose what's for dinner tonight. I don't want to 
choose if to sleep or actually spend the day with Freddie and Jack. Like when, as you say, he's a police officer, so he does shift. Sometimes he's off during the day, but I want to spend that quality time with them. Mm-hmm. So then I go out, but then I'm still tired. So having those choices, I don't want to make a choice. Sometimes, I feel, like you, you said earlier, being a mum, now all of a sudden we're in charge. I don't want to be in charge. I um, want to be the baby. A hundred percent. But I feel like being a mum, I've gained a child, obviously my baby, but I feel like I've somehow made a child of my partner as well yes. by becoming a mum. Yes. <laughs> Do you get that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> because, because I'm sort of managing yeah. anything that has to do with Isla, all of a sudden I've, and I will say, to be fair to, I was going to say men in general, I'm going to speak for myself, mm. you know, our situation. I will say, to be fair, I also think I've put that on myself a little bit. Because yeah. I feel like I'm, I need to manage things for Isla. I'm like, oh, go on. I'm just going to manage things for everyone. Yeah, it's easier than the opposite. Well, sometimes that, that's the thing. But then I was actually, to be fair, I was earlier recording, not recording. I was earlier editing an episode that I recorded. I mean, the listeners, you guys will have heard this episode already with Natasha. She's a therapist, and she said something that was so like made so much sense to me she because I said to her that sometimes I was pissed off that I worry about stuff why didn't George worry about Mm. it and then she was like but then maybe it's a sign that you don't need to worry about it yeah and how would he know to worry about it if it's not on his radar yeah yeah and I was like oh my god if he's not worrying about it maybe I don't need to either and I know it sounds so stupid yeah no one no but it was like a light bulb moment because I feel like I spend my days just micromanaging yeah. and worrying about everything. But I think that's why, because he's probably not worried about it because it's one-fifth of such things. Mm. You, it's like one-hundredth, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they all add up. All those little things then are big things yeah. if they go wrong or don't work out as you planned because there are so many things. And men just don't know. No, and they never will. They never will. And I, I, don't, I, that's, I feel like we're being sexist, but... I yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's nature, if it's literally programmed, you know, at birth, or I don't know. But mm-hmm. they never understand, and I don't know why. <laughs> I wish I knew the answer. Um, I think I'd be a millionaire if I did. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I can only assume Jack is excited about two little ones. Oh my god, so excited! And it's so cute. And it's funny for men, I think, because um, for us, as soon as you get that pregnancy test come back positive, you're pregnant, you're in it, you're feeling it, mm-hmm. things are moving, your hormones are changing, you are pregnant and you're having a baby. For them, I'm pregnant, that's amazing, and then nothing. Mm-hmm. For ages, they're not feeling anything other than you talking about it, you being sick, mm-hmm. you know, it's not real for them until, this is, again, my situation, it was the same for Freddie when we went for the scan, Although, again, COVID, Jack wasn't allowed in the first time. Mm-hmm. So I found out alone, then got back to the oh car. God, yeah. Yeah, and told him we were having a boy. Um, he wanted to know, by the way. I didn't, he was like, you have to find out. I mm-hmm. have to know. So, yeah, I found out. And I wasn't going to tell him. And then, yeah, it was the whole thing. Um, and it was then, once they knew the gender, once he knew what it was, it became real. Mm. And, uh, and then a little bit more real, he started to move more. So Jack's only just started to feel him kicking. Now. Yeah, now. One, yeah. Um, and I can feel him get excited, yeah. and that's so warming. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask something, and it's probably me projecting my fears yeah. onto you, but you're not nervous having two kids. Yeah. <laughs> Petrified. Like, at the risk of sounding really stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But um, 
I don't know. I think I haven't allowed myself to dwell on that. Um, and why would you? Because yeah. otherwise, that's you know. What can I do about it? Yeah, yeah. Now <laughs> you're literally just spiraling down a hole. Too late. So you're yeah. welcome for opening yeah, that for yeah. you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, but if anyone told me how it was going to be with Freddie, I wouldn't have had a child. Oh, you're so right. Me neither. Right. But now I couldn't live without him. Like he's my world. Mm-hmm. I love him. I keep saying it. I love you, Freddie. Um. I'm obsessed yeah. and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me best thing I've ever done I do feel like you're just you're so natural as a mum like, yeah you may feel like that but I don't feel like that I feel like that in some ways I think I've always been very maternal yeah even as a child people I would babysit or play with children I would yeah. always gravitate towards children people always say oh you're gonna be a great mom you know you should be a childminder or something yeah, like I've that. Yeah, I've said that to you. Yeah, Open up yeah. a business so that I can give you my kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think there is that element. I do love children. I work in a primary school. You yeah. know, it's, it is definitely a passion of mine. Um, and I love learning about them. I love learning anything. If they've got, you know, disabilities or issues or learning disabilities, anything really. I just love all of it. I love the research. I love... Um, see but that I like about humans in general mm, but yeah. I, like at the risk I like I'm sorry I, I'm I don't actually consider myself particularly maternal obviously I love my little girl yeah, more than yeah, anything yeah. but in general kids no, I'm just like, no yeah I agree you're not maternal no. <laughs> <laughs> I will say as my best friend I'm happy to say yeah I I it in fact, when you were pregnant, I could not imagine you with a child. And you're amazing with Isla. Honestly, I'm so proud of you as a mum because you've come where you've come from, where you are now, mm-hmm. everything. You are, you are amazing, and she adores you, and you adore her. But I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't because <laughs> I still can't. You find kids annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you literally do. Oh my god! <laughs> but I just. But yeah, at the same time. I also want a tribe. Yeah. Your own people. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is about creating a family that, although kids are annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Full stop. Yes. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. See you next week. (laughs) There is something about creating your group, your unit. Yeah. Because the world is scary. Yeah. The world is scary out there and you just don't know what's going to happen. And I just have this fear that Isla or whoever it might be that I have next, if I'm lucky enough to have another child or adopt, adopt, I'd love to adopt personally. Mm. But my fear is that they won't feel like they fit into the world because I didn't often feel like I, I literally just fit into the say, world. Do you not feel like that comes from your own personal experience? Yes. You've always said to me you felt like a nomad, like yeah. floating. Yeah. I just never had a home, I just, a unit never knew where I belonged yeah and I have this fear that Isla is gonna be is gonna feel like that because Mm. it feels sad Mm. lonely Mm. whereas I feel like if I have a big and I didn't get on with my sister very well back in the day we do now obviously we're so close but I feel like if you have like your little family more than one so that you can go to another one if you get Mm -hmm. don't get on with one sibling then you've got your like your pack yeah you can always count on them no matter what absolutely and I feel like I have that with my sister and my brother and I think that is why the possibility of a third is a possibility. Yeah. Even though Jack's told me he will come home from work. Work. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see this, but I'm doing quotation <laughs> air marks. Waddling because he would have had a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. But, hey, there are donors out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I said he has no control. No, he does. Um, but he doesn't. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no way. Oh my god! You, if you guys could see Jack with Freddie, um, and he's also so paternal. Oh, and you would never have imagined it ever. I don't um, think. Not, not like you. Mm. Not like you. But he is also so, so paternal. Yeah, he's the. I honestly couldn't. He's the best dad ever. I could ever have asked for. I'm so... Also because he's a child. <laughs> yes. He's definitely on the same wavelength. But I do think that that's men in general. And there are things like... That's so endearing, mm. actually. Yeah. Because as much as... It, well... Yeah. <laughs> Not so great around the house, but great with Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's it's true. Oh, I was answering a question. Now I've forgotten. I've, I went off. Sorry. I can't remember what the question was. I have that with my brother and sister. Oh, yes. I think. So, um, yeah, so, and we do. Me me and my sister are really close. Like, mm-hmm. she's, again, my yeah, best yeah, friend. Yeah. And me and Paul are really close. Um, but if we have a worry or an issue, we'll go to each other, like you say, and, and not to bitch, yeah. <laughs> but to, like help I guess each other how to how to help each other with that person and them about me and you know and and I I love that and that's what I want for my children so we'll see how this one goes because you can't say I want four children well I mean you can people do I do yeah you do (laughs) even though I'm not maternal (laughs) and you hate kids yeah um but But I don't know I think one take one at a time because I may struggle I may find it a breeze you know I don't know so there is I just want to know, in case there are people listening to this, if you're someone, you don't have kids and you don't feel like you're maternal, so because of that, you're like, I really can't have kids, mm. I promise you. Like, mm. it, there's nothing like having your own child. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not generally maternal, but Isla, I have gone through a really difficult patch, but I'm out now, and I genuinely feel like she's becoming my friend. She, uh, <gasps> seeing you two together, it's, it's so beautiful. She's it really like, is. I actually feel like she's, I know, and I feel yeah. like that sounds really stupid and silly, but because she's 16 months. Yeah. But like, you enjoy her company. You I genuinely. love yeah. her company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a good chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good vibes. Good yeah, vibes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I agree. And I love, we, Jack and I said that the other day, we went out for dinner, yeah. which again is a bit of a taboo subject, I think, sometimes with children. Um, what do you mean? Well, I think some people don't like children in restaurants or taking them out or they'd rather go out the two of them and they feel like it's a waste if you have your child because you spend your time but I think because we have done that we've been lucky enough to be able to take him out to restaurants as well from a young age he's quite used to it yeah I was the same yeah you take her out anyway I'm sorry I'm not stopping my life no because I've and got he kids. gets stuff out of it like he loves it he loves going out and he chats to people and he's very uh sociable. sociable oh my gosh we were walking this is unbelievable and this isn't the first time this has happened to us in the last like week or so this has been happening we were walking the dog me george and isla mm-hmm. and we'll have her like walking with us not in the pram she'll be walking and she'll be holding one of our fingers you know they wrap their hand yeah. around the fingers literally my favorite thing in the world <laughs> anyway random people will walk past us and she'll go and then she will put her arm, and they'll put their finger no. in her hand, and she drags them along the street. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's honestly, it's the sweetest thing yeah. in the world. And, like, it's moments like that where I think, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, I'm creating love. Joy for the world. That yes. is, do you know what, the, <gasps> the thing that Jack says, how could we, how could we not give the world 
more Freddies <laughs> because he, he he brings joy to everyone. And we may be biased, but everywhere we go, people are smiling at him. He has these smiley eyes and he makes people happy. And I would feel guilty if I didn't create more. No, but, and this is where you were saying earlier, you know, you were like, oh, I was going to say that we love him too much. Mm. But I agree. I don't think you can love a child too much. No. Because, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, I don't think I felt enough love as a kid. I'm, I'm just yeah. going to put it out there. Yeah. But, I'm not blaming my parents because we've they've done no. they did the best they could with what they had and what they knew back then. It's generational, I believe. I think I agree. We'll have another yes. in depth chat about this and parenting, yeah, um, styles and stuff. We've already spoken about this. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just to say, I'm now of the opinion. I was telling someone that um, we contact sleep. That's how Isla mm. falls asleep. Yeah, and they were like every night. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. Admittedly. Before I had Isla, when you said, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Freddie sleeps in our bed, in my head, I'm like, are you fucking joking? Get him out. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, yeah. get him out, but yep. you do what works. And then... Yep. Actually, I've, been I've been told. I have been told. Not, not oh, you know, how do you feel about that? I've been told, you've got to stop that. Yeah. No. No, Why? no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It works Who, for me. Yeah. Yeah. And admittedly, at first, we were just doing it because we were losing our minds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't... Bear yeah. to hear her cry, blah. but then actually, I'm enjoying it now. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. If she feels like I know that she likes it because sometimes we'll fall asleep in the bed with her, and then we we transfer her. I don't fall asleep immediately. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. we transfer her to her crib, and then I go back down. We potter about whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes being next to me isn't enough. She will crawl on top of me mm -hmm. and fall asleep on my chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah feeling your heartbeat, feeling your, just everything. I mean, if, I mean, George wouldn't do this often, but if he went out or stayed away, do you sleep better? Or does it take you longer to fall asleep without him? Yes, 100%. I sleep awfully. Yeah. If George goes out for the night, I there's something in my brain. I've never thought of it like that, okay. actually. And it's so true. We, as humans, we are, what what do you call it? We're a pack. We're, we're packs. Yeah, we want we're to, primates, yeah, like we mammals. We want to sleep together, live together, be near people, be protected. So why wouldn't a baby feel that? Of course they do. I've never thought of it like that, that I don't sleep as well when George isn't here because I've yeah. got so used to sleeping with him. And of course, Isla, well, for me, but any baby has been mm. so used to literally being in Inside us. You. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, yeah. we're being suggested that we should just let them cry out in their bed. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I'd not thought of it like that, but still, for me, it was innate to just sleep with her. Yeah. And then I move her when she's ready. It's definitely something we need to delve into because it's there's a whole, with everything, you know, different parenting styles. Yeah. I think you just, when you're told something's right or wrong, which, and I would, if someone wants to do cry out method, whatever, or. No judgment. Yeah, or put them in their own bed at seven o'clock and leave them, that's, that's fine. You do what works for you, but don't tell me what I'm doing is wrong. Mm. That's all. That is all. That's mm. all, you know? I'm going to ask, before we finish, mm. do you feel you and Jack have the same parenting style? Yes. Oh, damn it. I was Sorry. hoping. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, so, I'm glad that it's like that, but I was hoping that you'd leave us on a cliffhanger. No. Okay, yeah. see you next week for the next yeah. episode. <laughs> yes, but. There is a but. Yes. <laughs> because going along the lines of sleeping, so I did breastfeed until what, he was 16 months. He's now two and a half nearly mm -hmm. two and a half um he now he still sleeps in our room but we've got him into his bed and again that was our choice we did feel pressure from people around us saying that we've got to do that with especially with the baby on the way mm -hmm. um which to some degree i agree with because it will be a tiny baby um 
although they'll be in the crib next to my bed, sometimes obviously I'll bring them into the bed to breastfeed. And if Freddie's there kicking about, you know, um, but Freddie still comes into our bed sometimes, halfway through the night or in the morning or whatever, sometimes. And we allow him to do that. It's very, we are very flexible. Um, what's my point? <laughs> I don't know, but I have something on oh, that. sorry. Yeah, no, you go. Sorry. Yes. Brain. So the the when we first started that, Jack was very against getting him out of our bed. Oh, I remember you. <laughs> so one time, <laughs> I'm that when we first initially began trying, we were very relaxed with it. Mm -hmm. Some may say that's probably wrong, but we were. We tried. So we would get him to sleep with us, contact sleep, and then put him in his mm -hmm. bed, so that he still felt comfortable to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. I don't want him falling asleep, anxious or mm -hmm. scared. Mm -hmm. So that's what we were doing. I managed to do it one night. Jack came home from work at 11 p.m., got him out of the bed, asleep, and put him in our bed. I remember this. <laughs> because he loves cuddling him. He loves it. And the thing is, you can't help but love that, but also, yeah. are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. The first time I cracked it and you came in and... <laughs> He was asleep. He wasn't even asking to get... Yeah. But we've got over that now. Yeah. So it's adjustment for all of us, not just for the baby. Also, I think it's going to be an adjustment for Freddie. And mm. I'm going to use this analogy not to compare Freddie to Magnus, my dog. <laughs> They're but too. I would agree, mm. but some people do take offence. So I just want to confirm that I understand there is a difference. <laughs> Magnus never used to sleep upstairs in our bedroom with us. And now, as you can see, because we're in my bedroom, <laughs> he's got a bed. Mm. And he used to come up sometimes, but often, you know, we would close the door. It would just wake us up in the night. And now, actually, since Isla, we bought him a bed. Mm. This bed is permanently up here because from Magnus's point of view, he was here first. Mm -hmm. And this is something because... Okay, we haven't had, I'm going to touch on this in a second, but we haven't had Isla in our bedroom from really early on. And it's mm. funny because actually we were told we were doing wrong. And it's like, no matter what you do, yeah. you're doing something wrong. But anyway, yeah. Isla doesn't sleep in our room. And so from our point of view, it was like, this is something that Magnus feels like this new baby hasn't come in and completely taken over because, I'm sorry, she has. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, absolutely. And this is where there's a huge difference between a dog and a baby because obviously we've, we don't give Magnus as much attention as we used to as mm -hmm. a child. Yeah. Potentially not as much, but you still, you have to. Yeah, they need anyway. it. To, um, to but this is like the one thing from mine and George's point of view that we can give Magnus mm. where he still feels like, not that he has one up on Isla, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was here first. She's yeah. not just coming in on his territory. Um, But yeah, we moved Isla out of our room at six weeks. Yeah. And I remember you saying it to me and feeling like you were doing something wrong because you're told not to do that until six months. Yeah. But it worked for you. Oh my gosh. And I think I remember saying it 100%. to you or any of my friends that are first time moms are going to be, whatever you do is right. Yeah. Even if it's wrong. It's okay, it's yeah. right, because you'll learn from it. Yeah. No one, like, literally, <laughs> no one knows what the fuck they're doing. No one. Even <laughs> people that write books, yeah, they ain't yeah, got yeah. a clue. They're just telling you their point of view. You do what's right for you and your baby, and that's it. Oh, that is it. I'm going to end on I'm, that. I'm going to write a book, just that. Yeah. <laughs> In there. <laughs> you do you, girl. <laughs> um, that is a perfect way to end. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Um, you'll come back. I will. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, go! Yes! I'm so glad. You got me started. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Lots of love. Bye! Bye!